Engage Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I'm your host. As always, I say that as I'm checking the levels, and I'm going to be checking the levels again as I introduce my two illustrious co-hosts, starting off on the far right of the screen with uh, the Mistress of Magnificence, otherwise known as Mom. Linda Robel, how are you? I'm doing great. So glad I can be here tonight. I am so glad that you are here, and this is a combo episode because we've got both video games and board games in the house representing the video game side of the universe is one of my very best friends in the whole wide world amanda fair the princess of power how are you doing much better now i love podcasting with you all um highlight of my week Gatologic in the chat shout out to him hello sir Welcome to, uh, this is not your first combo episode. He's He's been here. This is not his first rodeo. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, and well, and then I saw another comment, and it's Ready Player Mama, which is... It's me. I did yeah, it. You did it. It's you did the me. thing. It's like we have the technology. You can both be on the podcast and in the comments at the exact same time. Very exciting. Um, we're not streaming World of Warcraft stream elements. Not uh, really this, sure why it's saying that we're streaming World of Warcraft then. I'm not. This is a podcast. I don't. I don't know, man. Technology is a mystery and a conundrum. So this is a, we didn't have a podcast last week because I was traveling for my day job. I went down to North Carolina. I did an escape room. Um, Very cool. So everyone who LARPs with me knows that I basically just took a nap. Um, (laughs) Because the fun fact about me is uh, I don't like puzzles and I'm bad at them. And so escape rooms (laughs) are just a collection of puzzles but like the people that i work with assumed that since i am a nerd i would love escape rooms and i didn't have the heart to tell them that i didn't want to do it until like we were done like i'm not a huge escape room guy but like i did it because i wanted to help but i kind of just i you know what i did i grabbed all the stuff and i like sorted it for stuff for people and like when we were done with stuff i put it away like, yeah, off to good. the side. That's like, I like I like clean. I played support, guys, is what I did. Um, that's shocking. Truly shocking. Shocking. Who's surprised that I played... fighting zombies. Uh, you know what? Maybe it would have been better. Because <laughs> that's generally what I do. Yeah, okay, exactly. Usually you're fighting zombies while we're fighting, solving a puzzle. That's exactly. That's normally my bit. <laughs> I do the defend the door while you guys do this puzzle solving. So, um, So we didn't have a show last week. Um, so as a result, I think this is just kind of going to be maybe what happens is if we miss a show, we just do a combo episode the next week and just kind of get caught up. Why not? There are no cops. Man, is there a lot of stuff to talk about because, uh, not only did we not have a podcast, but we don't have an EFG show right now because it's on hiatus. So we get to talk about news. Amanda's very excited about that because she is a news person. So we have all kinds of crazy announcements and things to discuss, um, and so I figured we just get started just right off the bat and just talk about the fact. This is t- I just need a minute here. Everybody, uh, the Wu-Tang Clan is in Fortnite. Just take a minute. There's really no lead up for that. There's no, there's no segue. There's no segue. Nothing um, appropriate. So the Wu-Tang Clan has been added to Fortnite. Because um, when you think wholesome family entertainment i immediately jump to um to the wu-tang clan so to be specific um there is uh i don't know um (laughs) they added a um now they add what they did is they added two costumes um, which are, uh, like a letter jacket and a hoodie. Um, and then they added two gathering tools, which are just the Wu-Tang W in like neon, um, as well as an emote that lets you throw up the Wu-Tang W, you know, like, like one of these. I, um, I don't even know how to process this. And same here. <laughs> so what just we are going to see inevitably is a bunch of, like, suburban tweens, like, throwing up the W like they know what that means. Now, I can barely do it. I'm allowed to because I did buy Wu-Tang Triumph on CD when it was released. 
Um, fun fact. How to date yourself without dating yourself. How to date yourself. At least you didn't say it was on cassette. I mean, let's be honest. No, it was on CD. I bought it on CD (laughs) the day it was released. Fun fact, the guy that I bought it from, I bought it at a Strawberries. Oh, wow. That, date yourself without dating yourself. Thank you for the follow, Obi-Wan Rikobi. I think I pronounced the name wrong, but thank you uh, for the follow. Um, So I uh, bought it, and the guy told me, like, look, you don't need to buy this. You should get uh, a Smashing Pumpkins album. And I was like, actually, sir, I would like my Wu-Tang Clan CD. Thank you very much. Um, And I bought it, and I brought it home, and I listened to it quite frequently. Um, In fact, I still can do the lyrics to some of them. But not on here because they involve many curse words and I don't want to. I also don't want to get a copyright strike because I would be, you know, so brilliant, like such a brilliant reenactment that it would be a problem. So um, it would, I guess it would you, truly be the most faithful of reenactments is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When you, uh, I mean, exactly. I'm sure it's spot exactly. on. Exactly. It's very good. It's very good. So, um, yeah, it's the Wu-Tang Clan thing. So here's my question for the panel. Um, and I'd love to hear comments. First off, so I have two questions, and I'd love to go around the table uh, discussing it. Number one, is this too much? Number one. And two, is like is this the farthest they can go? Like, is there something that is just, is there anything outside of the realm of possibility anymore? Uh, Linda, is Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> in, we're going to start with you. Is Wu-Tang okay. Clan in Fortnite too much? I don't know. I think, I mean, is it too much? Probably not. I mean, as someone that doesn't play, I'll be honest. I don't play it, so I kind of have a skewed opinion. I mean, it's just a silly thing that's out there. I don't think it's too much. Is it ridiculous and excessive? Sure. Is it too much? No, I don't think so. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's my thought, just from what you've described. You're allowed to have thoughts. You are allowed to have thoughts. I have thoughts and feelings. Amanda, what do you think? Is it first off, is this too much? Um, I think that if you understand the the context of it, then it's probably too much. But if like, I don't know, most of the human beings playing Fortnite, you literally have no idea what this is and it's just music artists and you know, it's definitely not. You have to fully you kind of have to like dig into the history here to understand why this is potentially inappropriate. But what, like, who's going to, who's going to dig into it? The parents are going to dig into it because they're going to be like, I'm sorry, Wu-Tang Clan? Really? Yeah. But the kids. Unless they're like me, at which point I was like, ooh, Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan? Really? Yeah. Like, there could be two, there's two very distinct reactions here, right? True. But I, I don't, I don't think that kids, you know, teenagers, tweens, whatever that are, or even young adults for the most part, really know who Wu-Tang Clan is unless they are really rooted in music history yeah. because Wu-Tang Clan goes all the way back yeah, to I mean, its it... roots in hip-hop, in rap, in, you know, yeah. in that, in, in the culture, so to speak. So, I don't know. It's not, if you don't know anything about Wu-Tang Clan, it's fine. Because I, I took a look at, I took a look at it and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. You know, mean, from a like design perspective, yeah, yeah, it's from, fine. From a design perspective, I think it's super cool. It's the Wu Tang yeah, W, and it's fine on a gathering it's tool. Fine. Um, you know, but also I, remember when we were in school and throwing up a Wu Tang W would have potentially gotten you suspended for throwing up gang signs. I mean, I remember see, that. See, I, it's funny. I was so blissfully ignorant, or just ignorant, back in high school. Was like, I? I'm sheltered. What can I say? Listen, oh, come on. I love you, Linda. You know it's that. It's fine. No, listen. I, there are things I am. I know my ignorance. I know my blind spots. Like, I would not have even have known it when I was a teenager. Like, that wasn't part of the world that I was aware of. I was too busy dealing with show tunes and, you know, things on Broadway. Like, that was where, that was the music Bless I was you. listening to. It Bless was you. Like, I love that. If it wasn't that. Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, I was oh. ignorant. Like, well, that's the thing. It's I love the circles you so that much. You know. Which is part of where my answer was, because it's like, I don't have deep knowledge of it. That's not what I grew up with. I was over in a different corner yeah. of the nerd forest. I get it. I get it. A different and corner so, of the nerd forest. Yes. Yeah. So, 
one thing that I think is really interesting, and I and I'm I'm curious as to how this was all negotiated and what this was, but you're not you're buying Wu Tang outfits and Wu Tang designs, but you don't get to be Method Man or Red Man or Ghostface Killer or like any of that stuff. Like you're not any of the dudes that are in the group. You mm-hmm. are just people rocking their merch, as it were. So, so your fans. Um, which, yeah, your yeah, fans of Wu-Tang. Which I actually think is pretty cool. Like, I, am I going to buy this? Am I going to buy this? No, because I don't play Fortnite enough. And frankly, I don't play Fortnite enough to have bought the Ryu skin. And if I was going to spend money on any skin, it would have been Ryu, right? Like, Fair enough. And I didn't and that do is that. exceedingly more your speed. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, did I buy it for one of my kids? Yes. Yes, I did. But did I buy it for myself? No. And um, because, you know, I, I I appreciate Fortnite for what it is, but I don't play it enough. There's too much. I have other online games that, that consume a big chunk of my life. So if you are curious, you can Google the stuff and find the Wu-Tang Clan stuff. Um, and if you want it, uh, probably by the time this is posted, it'll be gone. So you're going to want to, if you're listening to this live... Go buy it now if you are interested. Um, in other news, we got this news last night, d- seemingly directly from Miyamoto himself. I don't know if I believe it that it was from Miyamoto, but we got a tweet from Nintendo of America that basically read, let's see if I can get the tweet here. Yes, oh, it goodness. says, this, this is tweet. Miyamoto. After consulting with Chris San, my partner at Illumination on the Super Mario Brothers film, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023 um, April 28th in Japan and April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be well worth the wait. And this is in regards to the Super Mario Brothers animated movie with Chris Pratt as Mario and as well as Jack Black and who is going to be hilarious, by the way. this is Jack Black is going to be brilliant. Um, and I have that. nothing but nice things to say about Jack Black. Jack Black is such a... Oh my gosh. I hope he gets to do some really cool press tours for this. Like, I know that they're going to have... You know, Chris Pratt doing the the circuit and, and all that. That's normal. But I hope, beyond hope, that Jack Black also does it. Um, I, we, I can assume Seth Rogen is going to go do it, too, because he's Donkey Kong. I can't believe I live you know, in a world where I do. Um, Donkey Kong doesn't strike me as stoned enough to be Seth Ro- to be voiced by Seth Rogen, if I'm being honest. But um, we'll have to see how he plays that out. I, could you imagine if they just decide to make Donkey Kong like a stoner, like quiet, like low key, like he's always got really the munchies chill. and stuff. Um, just he's like super relaxed. So good. Um, so good, I wonder though. if they'll do that. Um, and the girl that the girl that's playing Princess Peach is in the Northman or whatever right now. Um, like straight up helping murder dudes. Um, word on the street is it's quite good. Not appropriate. For I have this heard audience. good things. No, no. I've been told that it's like a heavy metal John Wick, but with swords and axes. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. Um, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> sounds awesome. I'm in. Like, um, it's true. <laughs> like the when I heard that review, I was like, oh, oh. oh. Um, you know Those what? Those descriptors sound gonna, awesome. What it feels like it's going to do is it's going to. I don't know. We, we can talk. We can have the EFG inappropriate for children movie talk. Another time. So, um, Super Mario Brothers is getting delayed till April of 2023. What's extra wild is you know what else was delayed to just a couple of a um, couple of months after that into the Spider Verse. So, can you imagine oh, wow. within a 60 day period we're gonna have Super Mario Brothers and Part One of Into the Spider Verse? I, I can't even come. Not to mention the fact that there will likely be some Marvel movie in there that we that sure. we don't know yet. Because we're still waiting, they're we're, they're not telling us the release dates on anything until we get out of Multiverse of Madness, which is in a week, which yep. is also freaking me out. Um, so, True. what do you guys think? Were were you first off? Were either of you going to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie anyway? No. Okay. Depends if the kids wanted to go see it. That really would be the deciding factor. We can watch it at home. Yeah. I, I'm not. I I have no particular interest in propping up Chris Pratt personally because he's a bigot so not not super into that personally so if we if the kids really 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 want to see it we can just watch it when it comes to streaming 
So, um, I've been waiting for my entire life for the Super Mario Brothers movie, so I'm not going to let one guy ruin that for me. Oh, that's totally um, fine. Also, Jack Black is worth it I in and of itself. I adore Jack Black. That might be the thing that pushes me back over to, but maybe. Because um, I love Jack Black that much. Well, I also kind of want to see how they play, because Key is in it too, and he's Toad. Like, that's the thing. This is like a really, like, this is an ensemble cast. I and know. I really want to see what stupid crap they do. And Charlie Day is Louise. Um, I mean, the, the, on- we, the rest of the a- ensemble is great. The memes. Don't get me wrong. The memes yeah. from when they all come out. And also, like, who the heck knows what else they're going to do. Um, Ed Armisen, or uh, Fred Armisen, or is it Fred or Ed? Or Ted? Armisen. The guy from freaking SNL. Is it Ted? Ted Armisen is Fred. in it. Fred? Jeez, yeah, it's I hate Fred. Sometimes I can't remember names. Um, so anyway, Fred's th- awesome. Um, I love him in Portlandia. Like, I know they had to say they were delaying it because they had already given us a release date, but we don't even have a trailer yet. So, like, I, I mean, I don't care. Like, fine, just, just delay it. That's fine. Um, I didn't, you know, like, fine, sure. Like, I, that, that, I, that was what when I saw the tweet, like a bunch of people were like mad or like. Being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. You know, and I'm like, whatever, man. Movies get delayed. It's an animated film. The world is ending. <laughs> like, what's don't worry months? about it. Yeah, we'll watch it when exactly. it comes out. Um, when it's will, ready. You know, exactly. When it's ready. Yeah, take it's ready, your so. honestly. Take your time. It's fine. Hopefully, it doesn't annoy me nearly as much because Chris Pratt's in it. So we'll see. Uh, what I found interesting is that me, since purportedly because i don't really believe that miyamoto put that tweet out like i don't think that miyamoto has access to the nintendo twitter account but like it, at least purportedly they're telling us that miyamoto has a lot of a big time direct involvement in the movie and i view that as an amazing sign because if there is any one person on earth they can help portray like the pure whimsy that really should be in a Super Mario Brothers movie. It's him. It is Miyamoto. That guy is, is whimsy. He gets it. And <laughs> like we know that Illumination can do absurd. Cause like Despicable Me is absurd. Like that's their thing. So we know they can get the absurdity. And I Super Mario Brothers is absolutely absurd, right? Um, and we know that we're gonna get a like a trio of like a Lakey two and a Goomba and a Koopa Troopa that are like homies throughout the whole movie. And we're, they're going to be like the new minions. Cause they're going to like talk without talking to each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, I'm here for that. What is up? Chris Chipman. Welcome to the engagement of the gaming podcast. He, he does movies. Uh, so he, this is like right in his wheelhouse. Um, so, um, Sound off if what if you're in the comments, Chris. If you have any thoughts on the delay uh, for the Super Mario Bros. movie, um, so we know Illumination can handle that stuff, but my fear has always been that it would either be too absurd, and like it really is supposed to be like lighthearted and like whimsical and not just stupid. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my hope. My hope is that Miyamoto keeps. Keeps it light lighthearted and like optimistic and whatever instead of just dumb. I want there to be dumb moments, but I want there to also be you know. What's well, the balance? You don't want it to be too ridiculous like that, right? Exactly. I want it to be no, just ridiculous enough. Just enough, and hopefully with having Miyamoto. Am I saying his name right? Miyamoto. Yes. Yep. They say right, Miyamoto. Hopefully, having him incorporated with this and involved in it, he's going to keep that balance, not let it get too yes. nonsensical. Speaking of release dates, Good. let's talk about some video game release dates. We got two from Nintendo this past week. One of them, not really a surprise. One of them is a very big surprise. I have never seen a video game moved up aggressively. Yeah, I have really? never seen that happen before. So I wanted it to happen for Animal Crossing. I mean, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was originally announced for holiday 2020. So we were like, oh, it's a Christmas game. Cool. It's coming out alongside Pokemon. This is great. The kids can play the kids slash the 
Uh, the the kids slash kids at heart can play the Pokemans, and all the people that just want like a JRPG can you know like with giant robots can play Xenoblade, and everybody will be happy. And then all of a sudden, we got a trailer. I was on a plane, and all of a sudden, I was like, "What do you mean Xenoblade Chronicles is coming in July? That's the, that's not holiday twenty. I mean, I guess there's a holiday in July, but it's not. That's not what they said, and they moved it up by a lot. So I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Do we be worried, though? I mean, is that... Since it doesn't happen, is that, like... I don't know that they would do it if it wasn't ready. Okay. Amanda, what do you... You're the, you're the smart no. one when it comes to this. Do you have any, do you have no, any they, insights? They would only do this if they were feeling confident about it. Um, if they weren't feeling confident, they would push it back even further. Or they would stick to the original date. But this is this is confidence-boosting, quite frankly. And companies don't make choices like this, especially big corporations like Nintendo. They don't make choices like this unless there is a giant payoff at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Chris in the chat saying yeah, he agrees Miyamoto is usually very careful about t- who touches his IP. Yep. Very true. Miyamoto true. is not going to let them mess around with his toys. And him being super involved means that maybe it'll be a little bit more efficient than having to check in with him every 60 days and then redo work if they screw it up. So I feel I feel good about that. Yeah, and I I actually do agree with Amanda that Nintendo would not put out a busted game. Like something happened. Either they took a team off another project and jammed it on there to get it done early, or maybe the de- development just went fast and they 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 budgeted more time and they were like, "Wait, we can get this done." Or maybe they were trying to get out of their own way. Um who knows? Lots of different stuff could have happened, but they wouldn't have risked putting it. They're not going to do a Fallout 76 and put out a broken game. Um, no. Or at least they have not done so, so far. There could always be a first one, I guess, but I doubt it's going to be. So uh, that's it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out this July. Um, the same day as Digimon Survive, uh, which I guess rip in the chat for all of the obscure JRPG fans. Um, but we also got a release date for Splatoon 3 which is coming out September 9th. And I think that, I wish it were coming out, I wish quietly that Splatoon was a summer game, because to me, that's what Splatoon is. Splatoon is is. is summer nights, passing the controller. Um, But man, it looks so good. They showed us a full match of, uh, alongside it, a full match of, you know, their gameplay. And it looks... It looks what it, what's awesome is it looks like Splatoon with a lot of subtle differences, different weapon combinations, different specials. You know, the cosmetics are off the charts, which we already knew they were going to be because it's Splatoon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we are this house like blocked that day off on the calendar. Like we are playing Splatoon three. Um, nice. I know my middle son is is hoping to be a pro, so you know. Um, and, you know, Chris in the chat saying he loves Splatoon. Splatoon is such a great game. When they announced it initially back in the day, we were all like, what is this crap? Like, what is this? And then I was, I remember, Amanda, I don't think you and I were friends then, but like, Linda will remember, I was famously like, I don't know, this looks kind of weird. And then they did one test fire and we, we sat down and passed the controller one night and then Splatoon ended up being our game of the year. That's wild how that happens, isn't it? I mean, who knew? Sometimes just playing a game (laughs) makes all the difference. Who knew? I could have called it. What I really liked it, what I really love about Splatoon is how fast the matches are. And you really like, yeah, things, sometimes things get out of control and your opponents get you or maybe somebody disconnects or you're just up against a bunch of studs from Japan that are just going to get you. Oh yeah, and that never happens. I don't know. Um, I mean, I've never been and, completely painted over. <laughs> and you know what? Um, it only lasts three minutes. True. So you just get you just get it handed get in and to out. you, and then you're done, and then you're so done, and you can come back. And so um, Splatoon three, this is going to be one of the highlights of the year. I I don't know, man. They 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 have done it very well for two games in a row. I can't imagine why the third one will not uh, will disappoint. 
Uh, we got a comment in the chat saying Nintendo does family friendly on shooters better than anyone. Absolutely true. I don't think anybody else yep. even tries except for yep. Epic with Fortnite. Because we were talking about this before the show. You know, Fortnite kind of does it. It, I mean, like, it kind of does, but Splatoon is even more accessible for children because it's sure. paint. Yep. You know? And, like, parents can feel really good about that. Yeah. I've, I have said that in a lot of cases. Like, if you have a Nintendo console and your kid wants to play a multiplayer shooter um, and you don't feel comfortable with realistic-looking guns or bullets, etc., perfectly reasonable, um, play Splatoon. Because you're right, it's paintball. At its the nightmare scenarios that it's paintball, but really it's just goofy. You're a squid kid throwing water balloons full of paint and try, and you're not even really trying to get at the your opponent. If you're playing with a roller, you really can do a lot of damage without even interacting with your opponent, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite parts. I love clean, you know, meticulously painting the back. Um, I was that guy. Go figure. Um. And, man, so that that is that uh, Splatoon fun. three, September nine. Linda, are you get, are your uh, boys stoked for that one or what? They are like Eli, especially my youngest. He has been playing some Splatoon lately, and I think he's going to be super excited to try the new one and get that. So yeah, they added a bow and arrow this time around. Oh, uh, they're going to be well, all into that. I mean, there's no That's arrows. Me, clearly, there's no yeah, arrows. arrows. Paint arrows. You shoot paint. You shoot paint. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for that. I love when they added... I, I always keep saying, like, I said it for two. I was like, "There's how are they going to add more weapons? Like, they've they've got everything. And then they added a bucket. And then they added the umbrella that was the shield. So, like, they keep finding design space that I had no idea was there. So, at this point, I just trust that they are smarter than I am. And roll with it. Like, bring out bring bring it all on. Like, we'll find out. Um, so, let's take a break from the video games. We got to talk about D&D. All right. Because this is a, a really cool thing. Um, Dungeons & Dragons owns Nintendo a dollar, is the first thing I want to say. 100%. They own Nintendo a dollar. So, um, on April 21st. Or a Coke. Or a Coke. Oh, they own a Coke? They Not own a Coke. That's fine. That's what we do in Canada. You, you, you own me a Coke. A Coke. So here's a question. Can we can we pause for a moment? When you so is Coke soda where it's like no. you want a Coke what kind? So no. or is Coke literally just Coca-Cola? Coke is literally Coca-Cola. Because we had to discuss this. Uh, um we had a discussion about this while I was on my work trip, that there are locations in the United States where it's do you want a Coke? Yeah, all right, what kind? And then you, I don't you I don't, don't know what if, I would do with that. If you're not prepared because, like, you could legit be like, they could be like, you want a Coke, what kind? And you could be like, I would like, Sorry, what? I could like a Sprite, or I would like a Dr. Pepper. And they would 100% be like, That's not cool. a Coke. I don't understand. Coke. I, well, Amanda, that's the point. That's why it's weird. Right. Um, but okay. there, it just means, it just means, you know, it, it just means yeah. pop or means pop. soda. Okay. Um, and man, did that confuse. I would freak out, too. Fortunately, I would just say diet, please. That's how I would do it. I want um, a diet pop, please. <laughs> diet pop, please. So, um, so Dungeons and Dragons had on the, and this was on April twenty first, very recently. They had what was what they literally called a D and D direct, which is why great. they own Nintendo. That's amazing. They um, do, and they made a whole Thanks bunch. Thanks, we of owe them a coke. <laughs> they do, and they and they made a whole bunch of announcements. I thought I'd go through some of them. Um, oh yeah. This was cool. This was very cool. First off, uh, thank you, Dungeons and Dragons. Please do this again and again and again because I think it was a very. B. Cool... Dave Walters is a treasure. Yeah, the hosts were great. Um, they were very excited. They clearly were well prepared. Um, love it. Love everything. So the mm -hmm. first thing they showed us um, is they they made a new starter set. Uh, it's going to be Target exclusive in North America. It's going to be twenty bucks. Um, and it is more or less a new, um, like it's, it's a, it's a new introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. And this is a new thing. I keep getting surprised to like walk into Target and see Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Um, it basically, so it's the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle is the name of the starter set. And basically it has pre-made characters and a short little adventure and a, this is how you 
play and run a low-level D&D game. And it is 100% meant to be, you know, dad and his kids want to play D&D, but they don't know, they don't want to invest all the money. So you spend 20 bucks on the starter set at Target on a whim and you come home and you can learn. And if you like it, you go and you can go crazy, which we all know you can spend infinity dollars playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but I think it's a, I, I love the starter sets. The last two they've done have been very cool. Um, what's really interesting about the art, and I encourage everybody who is listening to go Google it or take a look at it when you're at Target, because uh, it's coming out this October. Um, all the character art is uh, very similar to the 1980s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, which I think is chef kiss. You know what I it mean? It was cool as heck. It really was. I sat there and listen, I don't have uh, any particular affinity for, um, for 80s cartoons because I was barely alive in the 80s. But I, I love the way Spelljammers looks. I am very excited to try Dungeons and Dragons specifically in space. Not RPGs in space, but D&D in space. That's very I mean, attractive. Very good segue. So uh, outside of the starter set, they did announce the return of Spelljammer. Um, and thus, that noise you heard on April 21st, that was nerds across the world losing their collective Sorry for the minds. spoilers. It's just a segue. It's just a segue. That wasn't a spoiler. You're the professional. That was a Come on now. Um, nerds were losing their minds. So here's what Spelljammer is, if people are curious. Um, I, I made a TikTok about this, but because um, I am still doing the TikToks. Um, Spelljammer is Treasure Planet with no science in it. That's what it is. And if you don't know what Treasure Planet is. Wow, that's a deep cut. I'm going to be mad because Treasure Planet is a very, very, it's Treasure Island in space. So think like Victorian era, Age of Sail, but it's in the astral plane and the astral plane is D&D's space. And so um, Spelljammer is coming. Uh, it is coming this summer and uh, it is coming in a three book box set. Now the books, Mega Mom, you may not have seen Treasure Planet, but when I say Treasure Planet, you know what it is. That's really what I mean. Like, have you seen it? Are you aware of the theme? Also, Mega Mom, when I see, you probably even know a spe what Spelljammer is, um, because you know exactly. You know what it is. Um, I'm not mad at people for not watching movies. That's crazy. Like, you know, but we all know because Treasure Planet like happened. It was like a moment in time. So. Um, Spelljammer is, it's, it's going to come with their shorter books. Uh, I was called out on this on TikTok. They're not full-size <laughs> books, but there is a player's guide that has the Spelljammer-specific rules, including new races, including an ooze race, clockwork gnomes, the gif, which are hippopotamus soldier people. None of that the words so that I'm cool. saying are fake. Um, They're not. Like, I was there. I watched it. <laughs> and... Uh, and then a monster manual, which is what's really funny about it is the monster manual is is annotated by Boo the hamster, um, and I'm down with that. Who's the animal companion of a ranger in Forgotten Realms, which is extra funny. And then an adventure, and they come together in like a little box set. Um, I think that's very cool. They are all shorter. Each of the books is 65 pages or 64 pages long, so they are shorter. When you stack them all together, it turns out to be about the same size as Xanthar's Guide to Everything. Um, but I, um, I think this is super cool. Lots of nerds are very excited. Um, and my understanding from, you know, the coverage that I've seen is that the intention is that they're going to continue to make stuff for Spelljammer. There will be Spelljammer adventures, more stuff. That Spelljammer is essentially like its own, it's not its own brand, but it's going to continue to get support within that universe um, because it is different enough from D&D &D to still get stuff. So, and we all know, I mean, the, the Hasbro earnings reports, Dungeons and Dragons is doing just fine. In fact, that's they're doing fine. just fine enough that they bought Roll20. Yeah, um, wild. That's so cool. Which is, I, I think it's a good thing. There are some folks that don't, I mean, I'm not going to argue about it. We, we, we will find out. When people buy things, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. We don't know what's going to happen to Roll20. 
Um, but I mean, they're not gonna. They didn't buy it to shut it down. That much we know. It's gonna keep going, and so, um, so the other, so that that spelljammer, Amanda, do you have any? So tell me, you watched this thing live? I did. Yep. What are your thoughts on the spelljammer stuff? I thought that the additional the additional races were really really cool, and obviously I loved Boo. A giant miniature space hamster, mm-hmm. just kind of like hanging out, and that was a that for me, that was a Baldur's Gate thing. Yep. Because I love Baldur's Gate. For anyone that knows me, knows that I love all of the pretty much all of those old Infinity Realm or Infinity Engine um, games, like Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and Planescape Torment, and mm-hmm. I think Temple of Elemental Evil is an no, I don't think that's an Infinity Engine game, but that is a treasured D&D game for me. So, I thought that Spelljammers just looked wicked cool. I think that the kids would really, really like it because it's different, right? Where Vivi could play literally an ooze. She could play mm-hmm. an ooze in space. Sure. A yeah, space ooze. Yeah. You know, that would make ooze. her extremely happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that it is, it's a science fantasy setting, but it's all magic themed. Um, it's so all magic like themed. So, but this really does, you know, it gives an opportunity for a whole bunch of new, different kinds of adventures. It works very well with the adventure compilation that's coming out this summer um, mm-hmm. that is taking place in the astral plane. So, it'll, which is why, and you, y'all remember. Linda, when that came out, I was like, yeah, you know, this sounds like some Spelljammer stuff. It's true. Guess what, folks? Nailed it. Nailed it. That's the first basketball shot I ever made in my life. Um, so You did it. I did it. So uh, I thought that, I think this is very cool. Linda, um, are, you, are you or are you not looking forward to me running a Spelljammer campaign that you are trapped in? I, this sounds amazing. I have to say, like, I'm... I love my high fantasy in like the traditional setting, but I am a big fan of space nerd stuff too. So this is a nice crossover with location. So it just, it just really is intriguing. I really, I really want to play this new one. Uh, don't worry. We will. Um, so uh, that is without question. That's going to happen. So another, th- the other thing is that they announced. Um, and I actually am really very cool about it and I think it's really neat, is they did these things called campaign cases. Now, what a campaign case is, more or less, is it is a box of stuff. Um, But (laughs) there are two. One of them is terrain, which is really neat. It's got a bunch of interlocking square tiles that you can kind of, like, you know, that you can work together, and it has clings that are for things on the map, so it's a way to improvise battle maps quickly. That, to me, is not super... I mean, it's cool, and it's convenient, because it's a nice little briefcase kind of thing. Uh, but there are plenty of improvised battle maps, etc., that we use. You have seen me use several of them. Um, the one that I really like is the campaign case for creatures. Now That was that, neat. The campaign case for creatures, um, instead of interlocking tiles for terrain, they actually have just... They have, like, discs or pucks, and they're basically different shaped circles of medium to huge. Um, and they're in four different colors and you have, and it comes with a bunch of clings that are different monsters that you can stick onto them and and improvise monsters on a board. And the circles are the correct size. Oh, that's, you know, that I have struggled in certain circumstances Mm -hmm. with having the right size monster. I'd use a Skylander at one point. Oh, we did all kinds of, you did all kinds of stuff. I had to improvise. Now I would not because I would be able to just pull out one of these pucks. And that's what I really like it about it. It is this big. Exactly. And also, uh, they're, they're clings. We know the size, which means clearly people are going to be able to make their own stuff. Right? You know, we have cricket machines. We have all sorts of stuff that can make other objects to put on these. So I am super thrilled with this. I already pre-ordered it um, because I, I am 100% going to use it. Because it is just so convenient to have just a little briefcase of these pucks that you can use for combat. I know they're not pucks. They referred to them as discs. But it, they look like air hockey pucks to me. 
um, and of different sizes, different colors. Huge fan of it. Um, it's going to retail for about $65, which I think is a lot. But, um, so I don't think it's for everyone. I think for a lot of folks, you can probably improvise the same thing with dollar store checkerboards. However, um, you know, I... I see value in it considering, you know, once things slow, as things slowly start to return to normal and we play, um, I like having that convenience of not having to panic, you know, having, being able to improvise easily is valuable to me, especially considering how much improvisation I do. Spoilers to my people who play Dungeons and Dragons with me, I improvise a lot. Part of that is because my players mess with me a lot. They do? So when they tip it... I don't know what you're talking about. I when they have a baradactyl? I don't know. Yeah. What, we didn't have a baradactyl or anything. Nope. Nope. We didn't. <laughs> Jerks. There's anyway. a story here. <laughs> there's um, a little there's bit a of a story. There. There's um, a story here. There is a story. It's it, what happens when you have a bear grab a wagon and cast fly on it. You have a bear flying with a wagon full of people. Um, we might have done that. Does that work within the rules? I don't know. But it's awesome. And therefore, I vote for it and allow it. Um, I love your rule of awesome. That is the best DM rule ever. Like, yeah, if it's awesome, awesome, do it. I love it because I would rather tell. For me, if it's awesome, roll for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would much rather. People don't tell stories about the things the DM wouldn't let you roll for. Um, And so, um, so that's the D and D direct. I, I thought it was an awesome format. The hosts were great, super informed, and I can't wait for the next one. But they did have one more thing. (laughs) <laughs> and that was a really neat experience that's going to be at the end of the year. And that is, number one, they, they're going to be releasing a campaign book within the world of Dragonlance, which y'all know, that's my jam. But they're also going to be releasing a war game, like a tabletop war game set that's all for in Mike. Dragonlance. But you're going to be able to use them together. Yes. So That's you're going to be able to, part. and that is the part that I am very excited about, which I am guessing it means that you're going to be commanding armies on a big battlefield or whatever. And depending on what's going on in the actual RPG, they'll have instructions for how to use the components within the board game. Um, I am so stoked to play that because I do like big old armies and I do like big old Dragonlance stuff. There is some stuff in Dragonlance that is, like, from back in the day, because it is very 80s and late 70s and early 90s. It's, like, very that kind of fantasy. So there is some stuff in there that's going to need to get cleaned up. But my guess is Dungeons & Dragons is going to do all those things because they've done it with everything else. So I can't imagine that they're going to be like, you know what? All this progress, all this cool stuff we've done for inclusion and diversity. No need. Forget about it. We're going to have a race of... (laughs) a sub-race of mentally handicapped dwarves just to do it. Nope, not going to do that anymore. Ain't no better. That's going to get changed. So I'm interested, that's the other thing, is I'm really interested to see, like, what the next step for Dragonlance is. Like, what does a progressive, modern Dragonlance look like? I I think it has the potential to be a really cool fantasy world to to quote-unquote live in. So that was very cool. Speaking of fantasy worlds that are cool to live in, um, I got to watch the reveal of the new World of Warcraft expansion. Oh, dip! Um, so uh, I will give some quick the quick hits. Um, because we don't need to belabor the points. I'll be talking about it more on future podcasts as we go. Uh, it is World of Warcraft Dragonflight. The big uh, there's a cinematic that is on the YouTube's, which I encourage anyone who cares about cool fantasy videos to look at. Because it was an awesome, well-done CGI movie. Um, And there was no dialogue for the main character. And it had a more complete arc than many of the movies we see normally. Like, he had a real emotional story. And I loved every second of it. I encourage everybody to watch it. How much time am I allotting for this? (laughs) Oh, like five minutes. Oh, nice. All right, I have to... No, this is amazing. This is so cool. Um, You should also show John so that we find... So that he can decide whether or not to buy a new computer to come play with me. 
Um, he did, listen, his budget is done. He bought a new mountain bike. I will tell you off air how much he spent on his new mountain bike. I don't even want to know. But we, this isn't coming out for a year, so we're okay. Um, so it's World of Warcraft, Dragonflight. The dragons are back. We're going to the Dragon Isles. Um, it's a return to high fantasy World of Warcraft, which is something they have needed forever. Legion took us to space. I fought Cthulhu during Battle, of, uh, Battle for Azeroth. I'm just very excited to be fighting elemental dragons again. So um, there's a new race and a new class. It's a new race class combo. Specifically, they're dragon people that play evokers. Um, they can, and so they're neat. They're like, you know, uh, this is very cool. I am hella excited. Um, I could go on and do a two hour long podcast just talking about that. Not going I believe to. you. We didn't get a release date, which means that it's coming next year. Because if it was coming this year, they would have done pre-orders already, and they didn't do that. Um, right. So, uh, there it is. World of Warcraft. Um, Very cool. PAX was this weekend. None of us went. Was? Because nope. it would have been a bad idea, I think. I still need some time. Um, After everything that happened with uh, GDC, I was glad to take a pass. With that said, it still happened. So, uh, there it were did. games that were there. And there were people there covering it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to them. Um, I figured I'd talk about some of the indie games that were there, guys. Let's definitely we're gonna talk play about that it. Game. We're going to play our favorite game of Can I Sell You on This Game? Oh, hell yeah. This is my favorite game. <laughs> All right. Let's play. All right. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> we're going for it now. Laughing. When you start with laughing, right. we're always in trouble. <laughs> All right, first game is called Writer's Block. Writer's Block. I'm feeling called out. I'm feeling called out right now. Writer's Block <laughs> is a cross between Slay the Spire and Scrabble. All right. Okay, hey, like, yeah, yeah. You're I an like adventurer that. Like in that. a world full of evil monsters, um, and you fight them <laughs> by making words. With your, with like your, it's really more like Boggle. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wow. Um, so it's planned, it's coming out this summer. Um, I a hundred percent am spending my channel points to make you play this on Indie Friday. You don't have to make Mama. me play it. I'll, I'll immediately put it on my, okay. on my list. But, um, I like to spend my channel points anyway because I have a lot of them. You really do. I need, um, I need more channel point redemptions. Um. So, so it's called Rider's Black. It's got this really cute, you know what it looks like? Um, the guy has a helmet that looks like a, a fountain pen, but he kind of ends up looking like Flame Man from Mega Man, the one that's like a lighter, because it's like his head kind of looks like it's on fire, but it's a fountain pen. I don't know. Um, I am super stoked with this thing. Basically, you make words that give you points, and you can spend the points on attacks to be, beat up bad guys. Um, turns are not timed either. Which is where the spe- where the splay the spire stuff comes from. So you can take your time to really very go. Very nice. Um, very nice. I am very excited helpful. for this one. Um, next, Amanda, this has been around for for a, a few other showcases. So you might have even seen this one. Um, how do y'all feel about um two D roguelike golf? Go on. So it's a game called Curse to Golf, where you are a golfer who died. And that Curse um, to Golf looks awesome. <laughs> and the only way to escape is to play golf and defeat these other ghostly golfers. Um, does any of that sound interesting to you, Linda? I'm perplexed. I'm still stuck on wait, you have to play golf to defeat. You have to these yeah, well yeah, you're challenging yep. the you're challenging, challenging them to one on one golf yep. matches. And you okay. are going through these side-scrolling levels. <coughs> okay. Oh, excuse me. Um, and um, it's like you're in golf purgatory. So you just the only way to escape wow. is to play golf. Um, that that sounds so funny. Yeah, it's it definitely looks hilarious. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. It's from Thunderful Games. We know they make fun stuff. Brilliant. Um, so that stuff. is Curse to Golf, and that was that that was shown off well there. Um, he'll wait for the anim- Gatologic saying he'll wait for the Amazon series. Honestly, I think that would make a really awesome cartoon. Honestly, that would make really a really good. great anime. Um, if you like sports anime. Um, okay. I'm just going to say it. Um, I think TMNT Shredder's Revenge 
That looks awesome. I, I, this it just keeps getting better. It really does, man. I mean, you know, Lynn, I don't have to tell you what TMET stands for, right? 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 Okay, TMET stands for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, I wanted to make sure I was hearing you right because you said it so fast. Okay, good. I'm glad that this was an audio issue and not us having to fight. So Nope, um, nope, I got that one. So Makes more sense now. Sorry, there is a There is a new... Four-player cooperative beat 'em up um, that is very reminiscent of Turtles in Time, which is arguably mm-hmm. one of the best best brawlers of all time. Um, Absolutely. Th- and uh, man, this game—they keep showing new trailers, and it was playable on the show floor at PAX um, by the few people that were willing to wait in line for a million hours. I'm sure. Um, Every time I see a frame of this game, it gets better. The animations are beautiful. The, I've heard that now that we've seen trailers, the music yep. looks amazing. They added April O'Neil and Splinter. No Casey yes. Jones yet. But April O'Neil, a sick addition, because she fights with her microphone, and at one of her moves is she pulls out a camera on a camera stand and just wrecks a dude with it. Oh, um, so fine, let's make her I mean, make her I would. badass. I mean, I listen, if I was well. attacked by ninjas and all I had was a camera on a camera stand, 100%. I'd go. I'd go. Getting wrecked. I'd go for the knees. I'm not even going to yeah. lie. Um, That's just the way we do it. So it's a four-player co-op game. I am absolutely loving this. It's coming to everything. PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. They gave us summer release date, but we don't know the exact date. I'm sure they're just nailing it down. We all know making release dates is hard. Um, this is the game of the summer for me, though. Um, I absolutely cannot wait to sit down with my boys and play through this. Um, I, I, I simply cannot wait to play this. Um, because I have such fond memories of playing uh, Turtles in Time with my brother that same. this is... this is Extremely same. This is like the next thing. When they announced this, nerds everywhere lost their darn minds and it and but people still had like this cynicism like oh well i'll play it but we don't know if it's going to be any good but now it's like no this looks really really good um i'm not saying it's going to chase elden ring for game of the year like that's a little wild but like you know what this is going to be on a lot of people's top lists assuming Mm -hmm. it sticks the landing because the hype level on this like this is all people are going to be talking about the week this comes out oh i would not put out your game the week before or after Turtles. I don't think. Um, especially don't try and stream anything other than Turtles. Because I think this game is going to be all over Twitch. Um, because it's so bright and colorful and fun. Um, more fun stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's see here. Where was There was one more that I wanted to talk about. Was oh, it you know more game related? Um, no, it is not. Wait. Is it? Wait, is there one that you know about that I don't know about? No. Oh, no. Um, how about uh, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this description and um, I'm and I'm just going to read it. This is a uh, this is a write up from a website called Six One Indie, which I think everybody should give a shout out. I'm definitely giving a shout out to them. They focus specifically on indie games. They found each other on the Internet, specifically in a Facebook group for uh, some other YouTubers and they formed this alliance, and now they have a really cool website. They made their own showcase. They're doing all sorts of real stuff. They don't have a magazine like us, though. Um, be fancy. I'm throwing the Super fancy. I'm throwing the gauntlet down. They don't have. They did a showcase, but do they have a magazine? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's so, fair. Listen, I'm throwing the gauntlet down. We have a magazine, um, and Renegade Renegade Games, by the way, said that it looked very cool. Um, oh. Thank you. Uh, because I was smart enough to, put, when I posted on Twitter, tag them and say that their games were in. Um, who knew? It's like it's almost like a good idea. So here's the description. Terra Nil is a reverse city builder about ecosystem reconstruction and flourishment. The goal is to turn a barren wasteland into an ecological paradise complete with different flora and fauna. This flip on a builder game was fun to see and even more relaxing to play. Manda, this looks like Manda.exe right here. It this really like, does. 
<laughs> it really does. Like there are a lot of games that are very Manda.exe, but this one is extremely Oh, this apocalyptic wasteland needs to be reclaimed between Terra Nil and Commonhood. I'm set. I I feel like I need to get a graphic up because we I did I am getting a stream deck so that we can have some some more graphics. Like I feel like we need to get like an Amanda.exe stamp that comes up so whenever a game comes up that it, it's just like there's so many though um, i just I love think, so many kinds of games y'all who cares i think mean, there are no cops there's no rules that say you can only give the stamp to one game i give the stamp to so many games um, i love so that there's so many steam. awesome things it, this is coming to steam um i don't know that this is going to find its way onto other places this feels like a very deeply pc game um however yeah. who really knows uh nothing there there's no cops anymore um, I think this looks super cool, and I really love the idea of um, a building game that is about building good ecology as opposed to building a good town or city. Like, there's plenty of games that are like, hey, believe it or not, too many roads means more traffic. Like, th we we've learned that from building games. But I really like the idea of, hey, you have to balance this number of trees versus this many fields versus this many, like, all this stuff, like, I think that's very cool. Like, teaching people about the delicate balance of nature and how to live with it, etc. Um, and how, it, it, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, so, um, especially the idea of restoring something that is dead, like a wasteland. Restoring that, I think that is very cool. It's very hopeful, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily expect um, in video games right now. Especially considering how popular some of, like, how, kind of like down and like desolate some of the more popular games are i like the idea of having a game on, on the way that is like nope we're gonna take this very dead thing and you're gonna make it green and happy and have some deer and some bunnies because who doesn't want bunnies um i love bunnies so um those are just a few of the games um they also heavily there was a big booth on the floor for WrestleQuest, which i have talked about on the podcast before WrestleQuest is a JRPG with wrestlers who are legally distinct from Macho Man <laughs> and Sting. <coughs> oh, Mega, uh, Mega Mom in the chat saying that uh, Terra Nil sounds delightful. Um, I think that is actually, let's just put that right on the box. Mega Mom, that sounds delightful. I, I think that's pretty much yeah. what they were going for. 3,000%. Um, WrestleQuest is coming out this year. My understanding is it is this summer, and um, I think right now it is my most anticipated non-Nintendo game of the year. Like, I just want to play a JRPG about wrestling. <laughs> that sounds extreme. Like, yeah, you that's need Steve.exe. Steve.exe, <laughs> that is exactly my, this is exactly my jam. Um, so true. And there was so much other stuff, lots of stuff that's not appropriate for us that still showed it. Lots of really cool indie games, mm -hmm. lots of Souls-like games. Who knew that enough time has passed since Dark Souls three and Bloodborne that now all the indies that are making all the indie uh, Dark Souls-like games are coming out now. So if you like incredibly difficult side-scrolling pixel art games, guess what? You get to you get to play a lot of them in the next year or so. I um I'll just play Elden Ring. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that's one that's good enough for me. Um, because all the other I ones are distressingly into Celeste. Celeste many really years good. after, many many years after it came out. So I don't know. I like Celeste. Celeste is really good. Celeste is really good. But you don't have your friend to make you invincible for the whole time anymore. So I'm sorry. True. Uh, sorry to let you down. I can't just follow you around and make you invincible. So that's okay, buddy. Um, everybody, <laughs> thank you very much for coming and watching this episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. It is our pleasure to record, um, and but we hope you enjoyed liking. Uh, let me try that again. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording, because um, that would be a lot. Because this is the highlight of all three of our weeks for the most part. Um, I will be back next week for more video game fun. I'm going to Thursday. My daughter has a roller skating fundraiser and being that she is a roller derby queen, I, we can't have her miss that. So I'm going to be bringing her to a roller, roller skating fundraiser. She has already marked it on the calendar. 
Um, can't be missing that. But I will be back on Monday for more World of Warcraft Monday. We're going to do some more streams, do some more keys, have some more fun. Um, And then we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of the podcast. So, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll be back soon. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. See y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.